Hello and welcome to another episode of Amon Sheeran's Pirate Radio Podcast. On today's episode, we have another illustrious guest, recurring guest, Gerard Conley. Gerard, what's up, man? Hello, hello. I'm very excited to be uh, a two-time uh, two-time visitor on on the uh, Amon Sheeran's uh, Pirate Pirate Pod Radio Podcast. Um, <laughs> you got it exactly. You're joining yeah. the ranks of uh, Steve, Sean, and my girlfriend. So. Right. okay that's that's a good group to be a part of i'm really happy about that yeah there you go so i hear uh you're um starting a podcast too what what can the people expect yeah so uh right now i'm kind of just i don't know i've always been really interested in podcasts more and more so over the years i think they're a really fun cool like raw uh way to communicate with an audience like you know, the, the format of a podcast is to just be authentic and just be yourself and just talk about whatever you want to talk about. And uh, yeah, that's, that's always really ap- appealed to me. And yeah, I, I've, I've, I got this cool microphone here. I got, uh, I bought a couple other little things that'll help make the podcasting experience uh, seem more legit. Right now I'm just, I'm planning on talking about track and field news Uh my own running, other people's running, people I'm friends with, people I'm fans of, whatever, if I can get guests. Um, so far, I just, I got to get a, a good first episode out and uh, just see see where it goes from there. It'll probably just be by myself at first. Yeah, no, that's that's how I started too. And I just think, like you said, it'd be a great outlet. Talk about whatever you want, just be yourself and people. So you kind of just, you, your first episode is by yourself? Yeah, I was actually just talking about like wrestling, something completely random. Okay. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Just gonna get it out there. Ramble, talk about whatever is on my mind, and uh, I don't know. I guess write down some sort of script, like yeah. how you did with with uh, with this, and I'm sure you do with all the other ones. Yeah, I just have a few notes, a couple of guidelines, and then just just go for it. Yeah, yeah. I see you're doing a lot of big things with the Smithtown Running Company. You got the live shows, the all these different events, and how's that been going for you? Yeah, exactly. So that that's uh, I guess part of the inspiration for why I want to like start a podcast or I guess more so what I've always wanted to, but why I finally feel confident and comfortable enough to do that. Cause uh, yeah, every Monday I work at Smithtown running company, Sable running company and myself and my, my uh, colleague, Mike Petrina, he's, he's the manager of Smithtown running company. We both go live on Instagram every Monday and we talk about stuff that's just going on in the community and, um, you know, some, some virtual events that we've been hosting over the past few months. We talk about those, some really impressive performances, some really cool performances, uh, just whatever else is going on in the uh, Long Island running community. We just, we kind of, we try to cover it all. And uh, yeah, it's been really fun so far doing that. And being able to just, uh, yeah, I don't know, get, give people some content to listen to and, and watch on a weekly basis is, is, has been fun so far. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that because there's not a ton of like Long Island representation. Yeah, exactly. A few things that can really pump up the, the Long Island running scene. So. Yeah, and that's that's something that I, I personally truly like, I, I feel somewhat strongly about that uh, Long Island is missing a bit of uh, – just just uh like a more uh, like coverage for for 
what was that? Like representation coverage. Exactly. Representation coverage for the more competitive running scene, the running scene that involves people who are truly passionate about the sport. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of us out there on like from, from Nassau County to Suffolk, Suffolk County, there's plenty of people who are, um, I mean, look at the high school runners. You have section 11 and section eight are two of like, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's very, you can have your own argument about uh, which section is the best, but it's very easy to say that Long Island is, has two of the best sections in the state between Nassau and Suffolk. And uh, yeah, year after year, there's kids going D1, going to big D1 schools. Year after year, there's kids running, you know, 4.15 in the mile, uh, well under five minutes for the girls for the mile. And then, you know, well under 4.40 for the 1500 for girls. Um, Section 11 has a lot of really talented kids and they go to college and then they either come back to Long Island and train on their own and don't like have a whole lot going on about it or, uh, or they go somewhere else. They go to the city, they go to another state um, or they just don't run anymore. So trying to like a, a personal goal of mine with this, like with the running store and stuff is to build the running community into something that has more to offer for people who want to run competitively after high school and college. Yeah, I definitely, definitely appreciate that. And I think you're uh, definitely on that right track. Speaking of some uh, big events, you um, competed in the, was it the trials of miles segment race? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Trials of miles. Uh, It was the chase the throne uh, virtual segment series, if you will. Um, yeah, Trials of Miles is a, I guess, an, an event management organization that's doing a lot of really cool things with, uh, with yeah, the, the New York City and really the running community across the United States. Because not only was there the New York City Chase the Throne, excuse me, there was also the Boston one. There was the, uh, there was one in Austin, Texas, and there was one in uh, San Francisco, and uh yeah, Trials of Miles is doing a lot of really cool, unique things throughout the pandemic to keep people engaged, keep people interested in the sport and keep athletes training for things. Uh, you know, n- not only did I get to compete in that virtual series, but they had uh, an in-person track meet or two in-person track meets in the fall and a in-person half marathon up at Rockland's, Rockland Lake uh, State Park. And uh, yeah, they're finding ways to do it. They're finding ways to give uh, competitive runners a chance to compete, which is really important for, for, for fans and for, for the athletes. I thought they had a really interesting setup in terms of the, the segment race. What was that um, process like racing and going against some of the top guys in the scene like Brendan Martin? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of nerve wracking because it was a bracket and it was 30 or 16 people on one side, 16 people on the other side. And uh, yeah, you're just paired against people. And the first round of the bracket was totally random. So uh, thank God I wasn't, but for all I know, I could have been paired up against Joe Stillen or Brendan Martin the first round and been knocked out. Uh, thank God I wasn't, but um, yeah, that was, that, that's something I'd never, like, I, I've never seen before or been a part of. And yeah, it was cool to see that happen. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was really creative. And I think that's what the track and running community needs is like more creative outlets for people. Yeah. Especially now, you know, Mm -hmm. there's nothing, uh, not like there is in-person stuff going on, but it's just different. So you gotta, you gotta keep being creative. 
Yeah, and speaking, uh, we're touching on a little bit, but COVID times, how has your training process been in these uh, difficult times? Uh, like my my training, you said? Yeah, like training yeah. COVID and trying to. Yeah, uh, it's been very, it's been good, honestly. I, I have always been somebody that when I came home for like the summer break, uh, like during college and stuff, and I came home for summer training um, or winter break, and I trained throughout the winter, I would always do better at home. Uh, just when I kind of was by myself, I felt like I'm very easily distracted with just like college life and just right. stuff going on. I mean, you, you, remember, I you. we yeah. were in college together briefly, so you, yeah. I don't know. So being home as like stuck in home with COVID and everything as boring as it has been and everything, uh, it really has been giving me the opportunity to really focus on my training and just, uh, go months and months and months without getting distracted and without really having too many hiccups. Um, with that said, I mean, you can't act like it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's definitely gets, you have to really power through those times where it's just the same exact shit every single day. Right. And just, uh, you know, you're gonna have days that your mental health just feels like a pile of garbage and you can have days where you're or weeks where that's going on where, or you're having some nagging injury that you just go home and just work from home and just dwell on it all day. So that, that stuff has been really annoying, but, um, in the grand scheme of things, uh, being able to just stay on top of my diet and my sleep and all that stuff, as well as training has really helped. Honestly, it's been a positive rather than a negative, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think it's an important skill to have just to be able to do it on your own because the end of the day, you're the one out there running. You might be running for a team, but you're the one out there that has to put the work in. So I think that's yeah. And uh, I, the one I I feel like the one skill that I've definitely gotten from like just training during COVID is my ability to push myself um, without anybody around me. Like pretty much since I guess what was it uh, March, middle yeah, of March. Like so we, March. Yeah. Yeah. Since then. Uh, I've done, I think I've done only two workouts with another person. Um, like I've done runs with other people. Um, but yeah, I've only done, there was one workout. I, <laughs> I can't even call it a full workout. It was like the first 800 of, of a workout. Me and my friend, Michael Leary, we had, he, he was doing like cut down 800s and I was doing cut down repeats and our rest was different, but the only thing that was the same was our first 800. Uh, so I did one work, one, one workout of one, one, 800 of one workout with, with Mike and then my cousin and I, we did a fartlek together once. Um, those are the only two workouts I've done with anybody since COVID. Yeah, there you go. So, um, a lot of adversity to deal with. And like you said, you just kind of have that, have to have that mindset of like, I'm just going to get through this and push through. So. Yeah. And, and that's what's, uh, what, what was cool about the the uh, virtual series i mean i've i've been doing a lot of virtual racing honestly right. and uh that that's what has been helping with that skill of pushing yourself like without anybody around is uh you know obviously working out by yourself is one thing but to get to like that race intensity to really push it to that ceiling of of like race level effort is a whole nother story um especially when you're by yourself and uh i can't say that i've i've had a, a race level intensity like by myself like 
like a max out effort yet. I, I don't think um, being by yourself and reaching that level is like, like Tough. just redlining, like totally going crazy. It's hard to do by yourself, but uh, I've gotten pretty close a couple of times. There you go. Nice. So, um, so first of all, I don't want to uh, skip over this, but you had a great performance in the trials and miles and you ended up coming in second in the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got second. Um, the, the, so the first round uh, was the two and a half mile segment two a little less than two and a half, uh, two and a half mile, whatever, uh, around the East river park that oh. runs on the Williamsburg bridge. Um, yeah, I, I made it to that round. The second round was, was the Williamsburg bridge. It was like a 1.2 mile segment just over the bridge. Uh, got that one. And then the third round was my first, like really tough one. I was up against Teddy Shum. He runs for a central park track club. And uh, I was I was a little nervous going into that one, but I figured uh, it was a longer distance. I'm better at longer distances, and uh, yeah, I, I pretty much tied my 8k PR in Central Park for the like the five mile bridal path loop, which was uh, that course is tough. So I was really happy about that. And then, and then yeah, the last round was Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, there was four of us: myself, Joe Stillen. Brendan Martin and Jeremy Arthur. Uh, and I got second out of the four of us. Uh, to be fair, Brendan didn't get to run because his Achilles was hurting him. All right. Well, it's, yeah, that's, that's still really good either way. Yep. And, um, yeah. Congratulations yeah, Joe, on that. Joe, Joe Stillen is a, he's a 5k PR of 1330. So to even be in like the same conversation as somebody like that is, is uh, <laughs> I guess an honor, I guess you could say, you know, that, that level is crazy. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I hope you keep pushing it and going for it. Uh, on that note, what are some of your running goals for the future? Um, right now, uh, I'm just training right now. Uh, yeah. Brendan Martin is my coach. He, you know, shout out to Bmar. Uh, he's been coaching me since August, I think. And uh, yeah, I mean, working with him has been great because I've I've always been somebody that like I know I can handle high mileage. And I know I can handle some like big workouts, but I feel like my training would always go like, kind of like having an injury or something weird and then getting healthy and then just ramping up like, all right, I can handle this high mileage. I can handle these big workouts and then back down and then back up and then back down. So working with Brendan has been really uh, helpful in staying consistent. And uh, yeah, right now, I mean, my goal is to just, I, I, not do a virtual race for maybe a couple months or so. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Seriously, I mean, I've done all the SRC ones. I've done the trials and miles ones. So, um, and just try to do consistent training. Try to build my mileage and uh, get to a point where I can hold higher mileage at like a relatively comfortable um, effort where it doesn't feel like it's it's putting me in like a a state of fatigue all the time. Um, cause it's one thing to do high mileage and survive high mileage, but it's another thing to do high mileage and kind of thrive and, and feel great while you're doing it. Right. Yeah. You just gotta be careful. You don't want to be too tough for your own good, but uh... exactly, exactly. So, sometimes I, I, you know, I, I try to put on my, uh, cape. yeah, just try to be the hero of the day and just say, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'll just jump in the cold shower after my run. I'll be fine. And but in reality, you have to listen to your body. And if you're not feeling good, 
doesn't matter if you can push through it, you still probably should listen. Yeah. But I think either way, you're in good hands with uh, Brendan Martin. I think um, he's a good coach Definitely. and that's proven you could do it on a high level. So that's, that's a good Yeah. Coach for Something I really uh, admire about him as a coach is uh, just the, he, he looks at the person the same way he looks at the athlete. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, there's, there's Gerard, the person who, you know, has a career ambitions and, you know, certain things he wants to do with his life and, you know, has, has had certain history of whatever mental health issues or whatever it is, there's the person. And then there's the athlete that obviously has running goals and, and, you know, certain training tactics that, that are preferred um, and learning how to work the two of them together. Um, Cause a lot of coaches don't, don't necessarily do that. And uh, it, you can't have one without the other in my opinion yeah the duality of men is all it all perfectly balanced exactly that, yeah that. yeah there you go so um a lot of exciting things going on in the track world um i noticed this past weekend i don't know if you got a chance to check it out the american track league track league debuted on espn i think it's going to be great for the sport and there's a lot totally. of fun stuff going on so yeah yeah so let me get let me i'm curious what your take is that on on that a little bit because yeah. you, you mentioned that the other day when we were texting and uh, it sounded like you did some research. I only saw it briefly. Yeah, I didn't do like a ton, a ton of research, but I think it has a potential to be huge. Having like our answer to like the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, like an American track league to have these events. And I really think it could help popularize the sport, especially if it's getting ESPN coverage. So I think it has yeah. a potential to be huge. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I mean, it, it and it has the name for it too i mean yeah atl american track league that's uh you know when you're sitting in a, in a diner and somebody says what's on tv and they say oh american track league they won't have to really yeah, think too cool. hard to figure out what that is and i think sometimes that's important to keep the name of something a little bit simple um to just communicate to more people what exactly it is and uh yeah i mean i think it's a great idea i think it's something that track probably needs um you know we have the diamond league the Diamond League is, you know, it, I, I'm not honestly. I don't know exactly how it works. Um, yeah, it's like points. I think. Yeah, I, I like. I definitely knew there was points. I'm just. I don't know. Like, I don't really know either. Yeah, I know it's. Yeah, amazing. but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and from what I hear too, that like a lot of the athletes don't love racing, like the full Diamond League, and like, yeah. like trying to win, um, like the championship, the title, whatever, because uh, it is so much racing. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people will run into that with the American Track League. But um, at the same time, if the meet coordinators keep that in mind and the league keeps it in mind that um, most athletes probably won't be wanting to run themselves into the ground, um, then they could probably create a schedule that will, you know, cater cater to athletes in a way that they'll want to show up and try to win the American Track championship i guess or whatever the the name of it will be um just to have that title would be something that people want and i'm sure there's a lot of money that'll be tied to that title um a lot of endorsement money tied to that title and uh, a lot of publicity um it'll be very easy to communicate to people again in that diner that are like oh what's on tv the american track league oh who's the american track like mile champion oh it's you would know so and so yeah um, yeah i'm excited to see how it works out yeah 
I think it's going to be a lot of fun as long as they have the right people behind it. I think they do a lot of fun stuff with like different clubs and relays, stuff like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely. Um, yeah, it should be cool. Yeah. Another thing I'm looking forward to is your podcast. So everyone keep an eye out for that. But uh, before I let you go, I got two questions that I ask every guest. Um, if you could have, the first one is, if you could have dinner with any dead celebrity or athlete, who would it be? Uh, if I could have dinner with any dead celebrity or athlete. Um, all right. Well, I, I mean, I feel like this is kind of like. Yeah, it's tough for runners. I'm no, sure. no, no. My answer is might be basic, but I, I'm going to just say LeBron James. Or uh, not LeBron James, Kobe oh, Bryant. Right. Terrible, <laughs> terrible confusion there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I mean, dude worked his ass off. Um I mean, I, I, I think I'm probably one of the many people who looked more into his life after he passed away. Um, but yeah, I mean, just being an athlete who wants to push himself harder and harder every day and, and coordinate that with the lifestyle in, um, you know, in, involved with, with bettering sports in general and, uh, you know, not just focusing on myself as an athlete alone. Um, I feel like he was, he, he's, he's, an inspiration to everybody when it comes to that so um yeah. and just i mean he, he died tragically Tragic. so yeah he's uh, yeah so it'd be cool to to get to experience that yeah he was definitely the ultimate competitor and don't feel bad about being basis because that's like the top two anchors i get are uh, steve prefontaine and kobe bryant so okay all right all right so i'm i'm in the in the room with with a lot of people then yeah, yeah. so uh last question and everyone keep an eye out for uh when Gerard drops his podcast, the last question I have for you is what would you like your outro song to be? Oh, I actually thought about this. Cause, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I saw you ask this earlier. So let's play breathe deeper by uh tame Impala. All right, cool. Thank you guys for listening.